I went to the county fair and I saw a goat and I swear to God it looked exactly like Patrick's like the beard was the that same shape, it was the same length, it was the same color, it was like pale as crap. Like I'm pretty sure that that goat was Patrick Pigeon! Make Maddie proud! Make Daddy proud! Don't dye your hair. It's only a game. Why you have to be mad? Hi, and welcome to the for let's say, but this is our last episode before the season starts. So we'll be going over the last couple of things that have happened in the past week and finishing our season preview with the Pacific Division. So we will start with Callie. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, the division that I don't pay all that much attention to. Um, I did, did my research, though, um, to get ready for this episode. And, and I'm just going to say that uh, San Jose may have won the offseason. Debatable, but... Yeah, I mean... No one really pays attention to the Pacific besides me, so <laughs> we will move. Oh, hello, I'm sorry. Um, so, what interested me in this last week actually happened, was it today? Yesterday? Today? Um, so, Nashville, Brian Johansson scored the winning goal and pieced instantaneously. Scored the goal and ran off the ice. I was like, huh, we're done. You know what? Time for time to go to home. Time for bed. Adios. I mean, come back to the game, or you saying no? It, it was an overtime game yeah. winning goal. So the game was over. Overtime. So game was yeah. done. He <laughs> just like, left. Yeah, he just went out one of those like little side doors that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was done. And lastly, we have Kelsey. Hey, guys. Uh, I was reading up on all of the Pacific teams, so I at least had a general understanding of who was on the team, uh, like all of the teams. And I read this fun article about um, Drysaddle going to Germany, and they're playing a, a mission game against a German team. And the article is titled, Face-Offs Against My Father. And I thought his dad was going to play. And I got so excited, only to find out his dad's just the coach of the, ex- of the other team. That would have been great to see so him play against that dad. Yeah, that, that reminds me, uh, the Kings goalie coach, Dusty Emu, uh, his son is also in the Kings organization. And then one day, due to goalie injuries and call-ups, his son was the starting goalie for the AHL, and he was backing up his son since they didn't have anyone else. So he was the backup to his desperation. His own. Yeah, so it was like okay, and his like twenty-year-old son. It, it was Amazing. so funny. That's some good shit. Okay, and I'm Annie, the only person in this podcast that even remotely pays attention to them. So I'm going to be so annoying 
and we're gonna have so much fun. So I'd just like to briefly mention the fact that every time I go to the pond, which is Honda Center where the Dutts play, but no one calls it that. We all call it. I always have the weirdest interactions with the employees. One time, one of them, I was walking with my little sister and her friend. They were like 12 at the time. I was 18. It calls out to me like, Oh, excuse me, ma'am. And I turn around and he immediately notices like, oh, this is like an 18 year old. And he just panics and goes, not a ma'am. <laughs> and a couple days ago when I was there for a Kings Dutch preseason game, I'm just like trying to get in through security and the guy working. So I'm wearing my Kings stuff. So I'm wearing all black. And he just goes, you know, you look a lot better. I'm Asian. I would not like good in orange. I was just like, uh, no, and just kept going. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm pretty much always guaranteed interaction at Honda Center. So, that's fun. We'll see what happens when I go back again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm so jealous you, you live so close to, like, two centers, like, Man, the closest I live to is either Toronto or Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, it's pretty cheap, but crossing the border sucks. Toronto, I'm not trying to spend that money. No, no. <laughs> no that's true. School is five hours away, so I'm like... I'm just mad that the, that the Devils are good this season, because last year, at the beginning of the season, I got, like, lower bowl, center ice, like, sixth <laughs> row for, like, le- like seven. That's so nice. Oh, it was beautiful. But now they're good. Or they were good last year. Yeah, Yeah, I I need the ducks to uh, do some tanking so (laughs) I can get myself some cheats because they're going up in price. (laughs) And I don't know why because the ducks are garbage. So Well, that could bring us to our first uh, injury of this last week. So... Corey Perry. Yes, so. Tori yeah, so, mm-hmm, is out and for five and a half months. At which least. Which is so tragic. That's terrible. Uh, I'm, you know. But, I mean, he did have a significant drop off in performance last year, and the Dutch did say that this is. Is uh, he actually, and the injury actually happened in warmups last week? I think during the Arizona game. So I think that it was that just he finally like one last straw in his knee and got completely not his knee, his ACL. I don't know where the ACL, ACL is. It's your middle. Well, well, it's your it's the middle of your knee, but it's the front ligament, your anterior. Okay, ligament. cool. It, it is in the knee then. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's out a while for the Ducks, which is sure. simultaneously a good thing and a bad thing for them. Bad for the Ducks, but good for the Kings, right, Annie? That's true. <laughs> that is. Let's see. So moving on with injuries, Seth Jones will be out four to six weeks with an MCL sprain. So again, that's a I'm knee. a cry. <laughs> I'm a cry. Right. After like after almost all of last season with like a separated shoulder, 
um, and they were finally going to have, like, the best deep pair, mm-hmm. you know, in the league, like, playing healthy at the same time, and then on oh, cry. It'd be him and Warrenski, right? I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, Jones and Warrenski usually, usually play as a pair. That would have been Yeah, murderous. I mean, it... Yeah. It always sucks seeing players get hurt in the preseason. Because, you know, the point of the preseason is, you know, for players to get ready for the regular season. And seeing them go out then, it it's always rough. And with Arnett's injury, uh, Alex Galchenyuk is out indefinitely with injury. Which is... That one that- Say, do they say day to day on that one? Is that what the phrase is for that? Yeah. Um, they said, I think week yeah. to week they were with him. Yeah, so hopefully it's not too bad because they need all the help that they can get. So. Well, we'll talk about more of that later. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the most recent injury news is unfortunately on the Kings. Justin Brown has a broken finger. Uh, two years ago, Keynes fans would have been overjoyed that Justin Brown was going to be out for a while with a broken finger, but so great because he's supposed to be on our top line and he had a career season last year. So hopefully that finger heals up fast. If he needs one, I have 10. <laughs> You can help. <laughs> and so I think that that was all of the injuries that there are. Yeah. Um, Schneider's still out. Um, he had surgery back in May. It take five months. Five months is literally like tomorrow. And he's still going to be out for a couple, at least for the next week, if not a little longer. Okay. So he should be good to. Yo, like late October? Maybe, hopefully, okay. for the, do- the Devils, but you know how surgery, they, how they go. <laughs> yeah, they haven't said, like, he will be back then, you know. Yeah. Just... yeah. And goalies are known for coming back before they should and hurting themselves more. Coming from the goalie graveyard in Philly. <laughs> the goalie graveyard. Speak from experience. <laughs> yep. All right, somewhat in the... Same injuries. Tom Wilson. <sighs> I love him. I do love Tom Wilson, but that boy is so stupid. He was for a hit on Oscar Sunkfist of the St. Louis Blues. The Blues coach said that he's that Sunkfist is probably going to be out with an upper body injury. Bad hit. He should probably get yeah. it suspended again. Like Tom, it's the preseason. Don't do that. I mean, just don't do it at all. You need to stop the stupid, terrible, bad hits. Like I know that it's not intentional. I know that he's not trying to hurt players, but he's just so stupid. He doesn't think about. What until he's already plowed over some poor other player, and he honestly needs to just stop. I think it'll probably be a two or three game suspension. Not helping his team no. when he's doing that. 
I think, you know, as the resident Cavs fan, um, that, so he loves going shoulder to shoulder. Like, those are his preferred hits, is shoulder to shoulder. He just forgets that he's, like, 6'3". He's just Yeah, dumb. I think he sits four, so he, like, forgets yeah. that his shoulder is where other people's heads are. Exactly. Well, like, you put him on spot, so that's another two inches. It's like, huh, hello. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. everybody's on skates, so everybody mm-hmm. gets the two inches. Yeah. But so I, I watched the hit, like, from, like, all of the different angles that it came from. And he clearly isn't trying to go for the head. It's going to be two games. But he still hits the head. And so he still should be suspended, even if I don't want him to be, because he's going to end up missing the banner being raised. Yeah, I mean, I think... With suspensions, I think it shouldn't have anything to do with intent. Like, if you hit the head, it should be a suspension, like, regardless of intent. Because if the NHL wants to get rid of concussions, wants to get rid of head and its players, just they need to, like, really crack down where any hit to the head, no matter what, is an automatic suspension. And I think that that's what this is going to be. Yes, I totally agree. Between the the Zach Ashton Reese thing, and he was suspended actually last preseason preseason against the Blues. Mm-hmm. He um, got a uh, suspension. Yes. And it's important, typically on the other side of things. He hit the guy. He didn't mean to hit the guy. That doesn't matter. When someone means to hit someone, like to hurt them, I think that is when intent is important. It, and that should be if you're unclear about intent or an excess suspension if you're unclear about intent i don't think it should matter you should just be suspended but if there's yeah. a clear intent that deserves extra time yeah definitely all right so the flyers had hmm. some <laughs> stuff happen in the past <laughs> week and i don't know which one's more wild to we We'll start <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers. They were one of technically three NHL teams to not have a mascot, along with the Rangers and Detroit, who pretty much has the octopus official mascot. But they revealed Gritty, which... So here I am thinking, there's no way they can get anything as horrifying as the Philly fanatic. I was <laughs> A giant orange thing with googly eyes and a giant belly. So, what do we think about Gritty? I love him. Oh. As the Flyers fan, I can I speak. I love him. I'm speaking for the Flyers fans of these podcasts, and we love him. <laughs> he honestly looks like whether you want to say it's Coots or Giroux. Or flyers um, on meth. That's how you got crazy. No, he's a Muppet on cocaine. Well, <laughs> of cocaine. Yori Laterra. Um, um, there was a Finnish drug ring, uh, a cocaine drug ring that was being run from his house, and he claims that he had nothing to do with it, even though there was a cocaine ring being run from his house. I feel like you kind of like 
even if he wasn't involved involved he knew so i mean he was voted the- late for the party last year so <laughs> <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> so what it's actually happened to the team just put him like on leave for right now because I know he's not playing right now he or anything. Played, actually, he oh, played he played yesterday. He played and he actually oh, he had okay. a semi decent game. I won't say he had a good game because I don't like him. <laughs> but um, he had a semi decent game. But he did play yesterday. I don't know what's gonna come of it. Whether or not he's gonna play in the game. I think Monday night we have our final preseason game against the Rangers. Uh, who knows if he's gonna play then? I don't even know about the pre-season, like, season coming. Who knows? Like, it's all such a mess. And I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Because, like, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Like, watching a train wreck. Yeah. That kind of excited. Like, Billy, what else are we going to throw at us? I think, I think it's kind of funny because the amount of coke that was in his, um, his cottage was not like, oh, I was help or friend him out. It wasn't like a little baggie they found a Coke. It was two kilos of Coke and I told this to one of my friends and that is the the approximate weight of a Chihuahua. Mm -hmm. So he is a Chihuahua's (laughs) weight of Coke. Yep, like a kilogram is 2.2 pounds, so that's about five, almost six pounds of of Coke. Yeah, um, that's a... I think that's enough to have like a... Nice big oh, on Coke. <laughs> yeah, so um in a much lighter uh <laughs> note, Megan Duggan and Julian App I think that's um yeah. got married this past week, which is amazing. So cute. Yes. So cute. That's um some two international rivals fall in love and get married. Yeah. That's some like A one good shit like I know, like, okay, we've had in the past year, um, so the two of them just got married, and Julie Chu, and, um, what's her name? Yes, they had their daughter, like, I know, the universe is telling us (laughs) that we deserve a lesbian hockey (laughs) Rivalry. That's that is like, what we based on two true stories. Yeah, <laughs> no, like it's what we deserve. It's what <laughs> we want. The best article title ever about this. It's from Deadspin. It's Barry Pachetsky. Um, Team USA hockey captain marries Canadian rival, bringing end to generations of war between our great nations. <laughs> Ends with if a team USA player tells you in Canada, believe them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what? World peace, y'all. <laughs> Women's hockey is going to bring world peace. And that's what we want. All right, so next. Since we're getting close to the 
end of the preseason, the beginning of the regular season, teams are trimming down their rosters. So teams have unfortunately been sending down all of their prospects and rookies either to minors or juniors. And we think that's boring and teams should stop doing that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the Panthers sent down Owen Tippett. Shay is not a fan of that. She wants him <laughs> to stay, which is fair. Um, the Islanders sent down everyone. Didn't they send down Josh Hosing? Mm-hmm. I'm so mad because I, I wanted, yeah, I wanted them to gather all of their spite, like all of the Islanders, to gather all of their spite for having John Tavares leave and to like become the Vegas Golden Knights level of spite. But just like add Taylor Hall to that from last season. <laughs> I wanted them to do it and I wanted them to make the playoffs and to beat the Maple Leafs. I don't even like the Islanders, but I just think that would be the best story ever. And, the and no, that, they wanna wanna go tank. And the fact that Lula Morello is now the Islanders GM too. Exactly. It would have been a great story. I mean, I'm a, no. I'm a Leafs fan, so go Leafs. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, start yeah. A typical Canadian Lou made over him here. change his number, then sent him down to the minors. So thanks for nothing, Lou. Mm. Um, so I just pulled up the article, and his quote is so weird. Loses of of Ho saying it says he worked hard on his game away from the puck. He just needs to go to the minors. Go there. And get over all these issues that I haven't seen that transpired in the past. What? Is what? That? Hmm, that's a lot of ominous. What, what does that mean? What, what are you, you talking you... about, Lou? Oh I mean, I think that there's, like, some, like, attitude stuff that, I mean, I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is just because he's a younger player of color, which we know hmm. is an issue in the league. So, but I do know that there have been stuff about attitude, so... Hopefully, they quickly realize their mistake and bring him back up. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, do you want to? Oh, no, I was just saying they should trade him if they're just going to tank. and like. I know. Give, give him to some, yeah, give him to someone who will love and appreciate love him. him. Yes. <laughs> so, the Detroit Red Wings sent their first-round pick, Philip Zadina, down to the AHL. And at first, Taylor, our resident Red Wings fan, was pissed about this. But then she had a revelation and realized, oh, they're just sending him down because he's too good and they need to take to get Jack Hughes. So she's now more or less okay with it because she wants that Jack Hughes tank. We need a, a new saying. Like last year, weren't they calling it Stalin for Dolan? Like, yeah. We need a, what do they call tanking for Hughes? Like, where's the, where's the pun? A good pun for this. If you have any ideas, let us know. Yeah, yeah. We, we need an official tank Hashtag name. Yeah, because yeah. uh, <laughs> the Sabres, when they tanked, it was the Mick the Eichel tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So send us. Your thoughts on this. Uh, so the Montreal Canadiens, they sent Nick Suzuki to his OHL team, the Owen Sound, because he is unfortunately now with the Habs. Yeah, yeah. apparently needs a little more seasoning. 
But, I mean, I'd rather he be in the juniors than with the tire fire mm -hmm. that is the Montreal Chinese. At least he's safe. <laughs> At least he is far away from Marc Bergevin. Actually, I have no idea where the Owen sound play. <laughs> I barely know where Montreal is. So, <laughs> I'm going to believe that he's far away from Marc Bergevin and hope that he is. Well, it's it's Ontario. I really don't know. It's a different province, but it's in Ontario. Owen sound. Okay. It's far enough. Far enough. It's a seven-hour drive. I just go. There we go. <laughs> okay, that that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. Seven hundred and twenty-one kilometers, because evidently my Google thinks I'm Canadian. <laughs> Which, when googling, you know, Canadian places, maybe that is a logical assumption for Google to make. I don't know. Yeah, it tells me in miles when I look in the states. So. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Well, the Habs are, however, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm so sorry. Actually, Jessica, do you want to take the name? You're you're a Canadian. Are we talking about Brady Kachuk versus Jesper Kokaniemi? Yep. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Which one specifically, Kokaniemi or Kokaniemi? Chuck. Okay. Kokaniemi is um, he made the roster. He's it's been announced that he's on the top 23 for Montreal. And I mean, good for him. I don't know much about him, but. And they sent down to Chuck in his plate. Wait, what? No, Chuck plays for Ottawa, but he's the other rookie. Okay. There, it's it hasn't been announced yet, but it's very likely that Brady Kachuk will be on the Ottawa Ottawa Senators this season. And so there, it's essentially just a guess into who's gonna stay around, who's gonna make a big impact. Brady Kachuk for Ottawa or Kokaniemi for Montreal. Yeah, I mean, both teams are a mess and can use all the help that they get. But, I mean, it's kind of my understanding that Brady's the better player. But, I mean, there's really no way for us to know. I mean, I hope that they both stick. I hope that they both burn in a year of their entry-level contract and get out of their respective organizations quicker. So, you know, I mean, best of luck to both of them. So I kind of have an interesting take on this is I think that Kachuk is going to stay up longer, but I think Kotenkanemi <laughs> uh, is actually going to be the better player. Because again, I've just been seeing like the preseason, whatever, um, like reviews, but he seems like he's doing a lot better. And the reason I think that Kachuk is going to stay up longer it's because Montreal is going to want to tank. And think Ottawa really, tank. really doesn't want to tank. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if they get the first overall, they don't get the first they overall. Can't use they can't it, yeah. it goes to Colorado. Yeah, they do not get Jack Hughes. <laughs> There's a, that hashtag doesn't work for them. Yeah. So I think that they're going to keep Kachuk up. Because I, I think he will have a pretty good impact. But um, they're going to keep him up for as long as humanly possible. Like, as long as he's better than any replacement player. For the sole reason of we any win is important. Even if we're <laughs> grinding this 18-year-old curly-haired ugly child into the dirt. <laughs> oh, poor kid. <laughs> curly haired ugly child alright so with all of the roster moves with all the teams trying to get their rosters down to 23 or under 
a lot of players are going on waivers to be sent down to the minors. So is claiming a player off of waivers a dick move? I say no. I don't think so. Unless you're claiming a player I like. (laughs) Didn't the Devils just claim someone? Uh, Yeah, I know that two players... Two or three got claimed the other day, so I know. I saw like the rumor, you know, Devils may claim so and so off waivers, but then I never actually. Mm. Saw I know that Tampa. I think it was Tampa claimed one of the Flyers, yeah. uh, Martel, mm-hmm. Danik Martel. They yeah. claimed they claimed him off of waivers instead of him being sent back down to Lehigh Valley. Yeah, and New Jersey claimed uh, Jean Sebastian Dave off the. The Pittsburgh Penguins when they put him t- through waivers. Right, right. That was it. Then I think that because in the Nets, because the teams need to have their finalized roster by Tuesday. So the waivers, the Nets two days are going to be insane, especially tomorrow, Monday, depending mm-hmm. on when you're listening to this. Um, so one of the big things is going to be the Leafs goaltending because they have Garrett Sparks, Curtis McElhaney, and Calvin Pickard all competing for the backup spot. And all three of them would have to go through waivers to get sent down to the minors. So when the Leafs make their pick, are either of the two backup goalies that are going back down to the AHL in risk of getting claimed by someone? I don't think so. And I don't think so because there's not a whole lot of teams that are in desperate need of a backup goalie. Mm -hmm. There are a few teams who desperately need a starting goalie. Yes. (laughs) But not a – oh, if they they were throwing down Freddie Anderson. Yeah, that would be (laughs) – Oh, my God. No. It would be like fist fights. I'd be throwing hands. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I – I do think that because it's the end of the year, a lot of teams, you know, they got like a new backup goalie and they want to see how they're going to be because they don't know like, oh, like, is my backup goalie going to be able to do it yet? They don't know that. So I think that both of the goalies that get set down are going to make it. I hope that they both make it because I like all three of the Leafs backup goalies a lot. So hopefully they all make it through. Please don't claim them because that would be a dick move because I like them. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that how it works? Yeah, it, it's only a dick move when you claim someone I like. But so. if it was like, if they got claimed and then they got to play as a backup, would you not be happy for them? Like, assuming it wasn't the Blackhawks. Assuming it was anyone else, would you not be happy for them? I mean, on one hand, yes. You know, it... Last year, the Kings put Jordan Nolan on waivers, got claimed by Buffalo, and he got to play in the NHL rather than playing in the AHL, which was nice, but they stole him. I think it's different when it's goalies, (laughs) only because, like, when teams have their starting goalies, their starting goalies are going to play the majority of the season. So it's not like with a player, it's like, oh yeah, they're probably, majority, they're going to dress. With goalies, yeah, they'll dress, but whether or not they're going to play... Like, they may just be sitting there. So it could also just be a benefit for them to go back to the AHL because they might get more play time, right? They might yeah, the ice. Yeah. They might have more opportunity to work on their own game rather than just sit on the NHL bench. Yeah, because it'd be better for, you know, your AHL goalie to play, like, 40, 50 games in the AHL than 
you know, back up Friday like 15, 20 times a year. So, especially with younger goalies mm-hmm. that you want to develop still. Mm-hmm. I think if they send McElhaney down, um, he, he won't get picked. Oh, I think oh, that I gonna, would. I think he wouldn't because he had a good year last year, but he's also like in his 30s. He and, only like, has one more year left, and it's a pretty cheap deal, too. Like, if you needed to, you could bury him in the minors. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you'd have to go through waivers again. Yeah, yeah so. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that by the time this is out, like, everyone will already know what happened with the Leafs goalie situation, so. We'll just have to wait, wait and see. So, Shea Theodore, who was one of the remaining RFAs, got a crazy extension. Like, absolutely insane. He got seven years at $5.2 million, which is a lot of dollars. (laughs) You want to give me some of those dollars? I know. Is that now, like, the longest or one of the longest contracts that the Knights have now? Okay, I think well, they were so. For a while, so I can get the only one that might challenge. I don't remember how long his contract was. If it was six or eight or whatever, but yeah, that was like a yeah. lot of. He's never played a full NHL season. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking he hadn't. That's interesting. Yeah. So, with the Ducks in 2015-16, he played 19 games. In 2016-17, he played 34 mm-hmm. games. Then he got taken in the expansion draft by Vegas and he played 61 games and they're giving him 5.2 million dollars like yes he he's very good in the limited NHL time that he's had but it's a huge gamble so are those were those injuries like that he wasn't playing the ball no it's just that he's 23 so okay I mean he's supposed to be you know their new like one of their top pairing you know top four um, and future cornerstone of the franchise. That that was in quotes, by the way, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, I know that for Vegas wanted to lock him up for eight years, uh, for seven years, and then he didn't want to be seven years. So really? Vegas, yes, he wanted. Oh, so he wanted a shorter deal with mm-hmm. more money. No. He just wanted a shorter deal, oh, and Vegas okay. paid him more money to take the longer deal. Yeah, because it's huh. a seven-year deal. He's 23 right now, so that would get him until he's 30. Because, you know, if he took, like, a four- or five-year deal, he'd be coming off of that when he's 27, 28 in his prime, and they'd potentially have to pay him more. So they're yeah. eating up, like, a couple of his UFA years. So Exactly. Okay. He okay. Has I, the I, longest I didn't contract. think about that. He has the longest contract okay, by a year. That. So he is signed through 24-25. Okay. Um, yeah. And in that season, like the 24-25 season, Jonathan Marcheseau, who has the second longest contract, becomes a UFA. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yep. Let's see, what else I has mean, happened in the last week? Good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> well, Ottawa sent Zach Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Ottawa put Zat Smith on waivers because they're currently paying him way too much money. I need to look up exactly how much 
Yeah, so he's making $3.25 million for the next three years, and they put him on waivers in the hopes that some team would claim him because they realized this contract was bad and we shouldn't have signed it. Um, but he cleared waivers and he's back with the Sens because there's no point in putting a player with that much money in the minors. Yeah, and well, the contract, you're not going to pay any less if he's not playing for you. So and he's literally, uh, if they didn't bring him back up, he was going to make like $750,000 less. That's all they would save on their cap hit. I think oh, okay. it's actually about a million because then oh. someone down to the minors, so it's league minimum. I don't remember the exact amount, but it's like league minimum plus like three hundred fifty k. So like, it it takes off like about a million of cap space, but I mean that's still way too much money to yeah. be in a player that you have in the minors. And apparently this. This is the straw that broke Matt Duchesne's back because he called it a kick in the balls. Not the Eric Carlson <laughs> trade. Not anything else. Zach Smith going on waivers is a kick in the balls for Matt Duchesne. I think because Carlson wanted He's to leave. Leaving. Yeah. I mean, Duchesne's oh, going to leave. Duchesne's out of there. Oh, Duchesne's oh. leaving. Yeah. Mark Stone's leaving. Kachuk is trying to burn his ELC as fast as possible. Lady <laughs> Kachuk becomes captain. <laughs> oh, God. I can see it now. Um, what, what's their mascot? Spartacat? That's them, right? Spartacat? Yeah. yeah. Spartacat becomes the mascot. Eugene Melnick makes himself the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, you never know. Yeah, so speaking of the Senators, uh, Cat Friendly, which is the greatest thing to have ever been invented ever. <laughs> um, their Twitter tweeted, um, so that's what Twitters do, they tweet. Um, <laughs> they tweeted the list. That uh, the Ottawa Senators protected at the Vegan expansion draft, which that was, was amazing 15 months oh, ago. So yeah. these are the players that they protected. Mike Hoffman, who has been traded. I believe Derek Broussard, who has been traded. Uh, Mark Stone, who they could barely get a contract with and is going to be a UFA and is going to leave. Kyle Turris, who they traded in the Duchesne trade. Um, Zach Smith, who they waived. Uh, Pajot? Pajot. Pajot. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dezingle? Yeah. Is that how it's spelled? I don't want to know if I'm wrong. Zingle. I think it's like a really quick DZ. Zingle. Something like that. Yeah, so he's also going to be a UFA at the end of this year. Dion Phaneuf, who got traded to the Kings. (laughs) Eric Carlson, who has been traded. Cody Cece, (laughs) who's, you know, just there. And um, Craig Anderson. Hmm. And that is who the Ottawa Senators protected. <laughs> so, so they're all but three. Yeah, yeah just a Go month. On. That was like a month after they were a goal away from going to the Stanley Cup final. They, the Pittsburgh Penguins beat them in game seven overtime. And they were a goal away from going to the Stanley Cup final like 16 months ago. And look where they are now. That is. Very fast. 
Like, I thought that my progression, like, through the school year was bad. Like, I thought that I turned into a dumpster fire, but apparently not. I think anyone compared to the Ottawa Senators right now, even Montreal, is, like, doing okay. In comparison. (laughs) In comparison. All they right. just need to not win the, fir- the, the draft. Yeah. That's all they need to, they need to not win. <laughs> okay, so do we think that they're going to be better or worse than the 2016-17 Colorado Avalanche? Like, how many points did the Avs have? 49? Something like that. I don't yeah. think they broke 50. No. 40, yeah, 48 or 49. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do, do we think that worse? they're going to be better or worse than that let's i don't think that they'll be a better team but i think they'll get a few more points okay they had 48 points i think they're just gonna get 50 okay so low 50s i think in the 50s low 50s they're not in the same division so they're not gonna (laughs) break 60 yeah Yeah, there's no way i'd say like 55 do we think who who do we think is going to be last in the league? Do we think that the Suns are going to be last yes. in the league? In the league? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I do. They might not be last. They are probably going to make a good run for last. Yeah. They, they'll be bottom three without a, a doubt. There's a few teams they'll be that bottom three without a doubt. The but it, like, yeah. It's probably like a race to see who gets the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the President's like... Trophy. Like, no, you want the best. You want the worst. <laughs> Oh, um, there's a fight! There's a fight in the Stars game! Who's it against? Brett Ritchie it just beat the crap out of Ian Cole. Good. Hey! <laughs> nice. Ian Cole used to be a penguin, so I have a vendetta yeah. against him. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> that was my exact thought. He, wasn't he a jacket last year for like a year? Briefly, I think. I think for like half a year. Okay. I, think, I, think I never he liked started him that much. on. I think yeah, he, got, no. he got traded at the Ooh, deadline. He's I think. got blood all over his face. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I think he was traded um. at the deadline. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, I saw a I prediction. Know, Kelly has the screen up on her other laptop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a prediction for the lowest prediction I think I've ever seen for any team ever was for the Ottawa Senators. I can't remember where. Like the prediction came from, but it said 38 points. Oh, that's rough. I think oh I could get 38 points. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you put me on a team. I'm like, I can't play, I can't oh skate. My God. I'll get 38 points. <laughs> okay, who's going to have more points? Brady to Chuck or the Ottawa Senators? <laughs> Brady to Brady Chuck. Chuck. Brady to Chuck. Brady to Chuck. <laughs> oh. oh. I can't. I'm so sorry, Becky. I'm. I'm sorry. I am. She's not on this episode. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all of the fans of the Ottawa Senators. You don't deserve this. You don't deserve Eugene Melnick. I'm so sorry. This year was just so um, bad to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. But uh, let's talk about the Pacific Division now. So. Let's talk about another bad team uh, who was eighth in division last year, um, the Arizona Coyotes. Kelsey, okay, tell us about the Coyotes. 
I need to put on my Arizona Coyotes hat. We're on brand. <laughs> I'm going to be on brand with this one. Yeah. <laughs> For those listening, I did actually just put on an Arizona Coyotes hat. Do I got to pull out my Canada jersey for mine? I think so. Yeah. I think so. No. Um, so out, we have obviously Max Domi. He's out. Uh, he's going to die in Montreal. Good riddance. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he's not playing have, preseason, uh, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Martinuk, Luke Shen, Ronaldo, and Kruger, who all left. Um, not a lot of issues with any of that. Like, didn't really lose anyone big. Um, in is interesting because they obviously they got Galchenyuk, Galchenyuk in the uh, Max Domi trade. They got Hinostrova from they signed him, but he's from or no, they acquired him in a trade for because um, they took on Hosa's contract. And I saw him, and obviously I hate the Hawks, but he is a relatively attractive man. Um, <laughs> I heckled him at an Islanders Blackhawks game two years ago. It was fun. Oh yeah, I I realized that I have almost definitely heckled Freddie Anderson before. He's like the love of my life now. Like, he used to be a duck. Yeah. Okay, like, I had no choice. Like, I didn't know who he was, but then, like, I I didn't know that he was a future Leaf, so I have Um, my future husband. Definitely, like, at least booed him, if not goalie chanted him before, Hmm. so. Is this your... Uh, is this your apology, your on-air official? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <bad>. Freddie. <laughs> My B. Um, the other, uh, they signed Grabner. Uh, Oesterly? Oesterly? I don't know. And they signed O is silent. Yeah. I think it's just Esterly, maybe. All right, then. Esterly. And then um, they signed this Russian defenseman, Ilya Lubinshkin. That's also that's, what I'm going with. I couldn't tell you that that's wrong, so I'm going to tell you that yeah. it's right. Yes, yep, that's what I'm going Danny. with. That sounds great. <laughs> right? He, he's uh, played in the KHL. He's in his 20s. Um, they need just some defensemen, so okay. Um, full-time, the only person I really see coming in full-time that wasn't full-time last year is Strom because... Uh, yeah, no, everyone on this team sucks. My love. I think they're finally gonna... Dylan Strome, start treating him with yeah. respect. Don't, don't no, just, just, exactly. let him, just let him play, like, consistently, like, stop yeah, bringing stop him Stop messing up with his feelings. You know, like, just let him <laughs> play. Like, you guys are garbage. There's no way he's making you any worse. Yeah, so exactly. Just let him play. I think just the problem was that... I think the problem last year was that he was making them better, right? And they, yeah. they already knew they were going to be bottom of the league. He could have been making them And every them time worse. they called him up, he scored. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I think they wanted to be worse. Weren't they, like, in last place? They could have been in last place with Dylan Strom on the roster. Yeah, like, let him play. Stop putting him in the Roadrunners. Yeah. <laughs> um, not honestly, not awesome. But. Yeah. yeah, they did real good. Yeah. Um, he was one of the best players in the AHL last year. Um, he was an all-star, right? Even more reason. He was an all-star. He he did amazing. And 
they would bring him up for like three or four games and then send him back down and he would like destroy everybody in the AHL and then hmm. he would just keep doing that. And like I was so upset. Like I love this little fucking raccoon face exhausted dead inside mm-hmm. man. Um but so their AHL uh, they just uh, sent down Barrett Hayton who was a fifth overall pick in I want to say 2017 uh, or 2016. Whichever was- one was Whichever one was it, Krause or Keller? Keller, Clayton Keller was 2015, I think. So I think this kid was... in 2016. He was in the Matthews draft. What's this kid's name again? Krause was drafted in 2015. Yeah, because Lawson Krause was the McDavid year because he ate the worm. Yeah, that's the the worm dude. Yeah, he ate a worm. Yeah. I don't even know anything else. He's just the worm dude. (laughs) Yeah, that was McDavid's draft. Yeah, so Hayden, they sent him down, like, two days ago. Um, Archibald, Merkley, Fisher. I haven't been, Fisher, I have him being sent down within the next, like, 24, 48 hours. Uh, but some people are saying he's going to stay in the lineup instead of Richardson. Uh, the questions are Strom, Fisher, Archibald, and a little bit of Kraus because he's good, but he's inconsistent, but they want to develop him more. Mm-hmm. But so it's kind of up in the air. Um, I'd say the give him a line, shot. That's what I'm saying. Give him a um, shot if he sucks. Send him down. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. not like they have any <laughs> playoff like <laughs> aspirations. So I mean, just like play your younger players, see what they can do. Like you I mean, gotta start and a if rebound. they're bad, if you're bad, you have a better chance of getting Jack Hughes. Like. <laughs> um. So the storyline for this year, I think there's a few of them. A lot of it's like, who really won the trade? Arizona or Montreal? It's Arizona. Arizona won the trade. Without question. Um, But are they done with the tank? I'm not saying they're a playoff team, but are they done tanking? Are they Uh, on their way up? Exactly. Are are they on an upswing? I think Um, like in the next year or two, right? Yeah, I think I think they hit rock bottom, and there's 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 (laughs) they hit rock bottom. They kind of chilled out down there for a season (laughs) or two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oliel is their new captain, so kudos to him. I saw that. I was so happy. Right? Yeah. Um, They have a lot of issues with health. They had a couple of them last year with uh, Ranta. But, um, yeah, so can they stay healthy? What happens when Dvorak and Galchenyuk return, considering they have so many centers? Mm-hmm. They have, like, nine centers, like, ready <laughs> to be in the AH, in the NHL right now. So Mon- what Montreal's happens? looking at them like... <laughs> they don't play Galchenyuk as a center. Oh, I they just a center. Right. What? They definitely could have gotten better than a one for a yeah. one. I'm just saying. Um, and then Will Strom prove himself this year as a third overall pick from 2015. Fingers crossed. And then, for my boy. Right? Same. And then with all of these offseason moves from this year and from last year, because they did a whole lot of shit last year, um, are they actually going to do anything? Um, so the expectations from most major sports writers and like professional uh, people is that they've made 
a lot of amazing moves, which I agree with, but they're not quite there yet. And so they'll be looking at around six in the Pacific, but they won't get, they won't be like going for that lottery pick. Yeah. They're just gonna, like, if they accidentally get it, they're gonna be happy with it, but it's not like a, yeah. Oh shit. They're not going for the bottom, but they're not going for the top. Like, yeah. yeah I, definitely uh, I got it. Lose for Hughes. Lose for Hughes. Lose for Hughes. <laughs> there we go. Yes. All right. Yes. So now listeners vote on, on Hashtag a Hashtag lose for Hughes. Okay. Sorry. I think that has to be the title of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, so my prediction, because I think I have a lot of, I love Galchenya and I have a lot of faith in him and I love Strong and I love all of their other young rookies. Um, is that they're going to do a little higher, um, but really it depends on everyone staying healthy. Um, and Branta, when he was healthy, doing what he did uh, last season. Uh, Strong needs to produce, and so do all their new acquisitions. Um, but I think they could potentially be like a like a fifth in the Pacific. Like they could they could make a fight, not like for a playoff spot, but for like not worst. Yeah. <laughs> Like really, like I, if some like weird bizarre magic happened, and like the other team sucked <laughs> in the Pacific, they could be like almost like four points below a playoff spot. Um, I, have a, I have a question, Kelsey. Yeah. If you mentioned uh, uh, Ranta maybe getting hurt, who's their backup if he does? Uh, Kemper. Yep, Kemper. I love the dude. <laughs> okay. And right. then um, they're also having a lot of issues with their stadium. So they have an agreement that they can make the they can build a new stadium. But now the city, the state of Arizona and the city of Phoenix is being like, okay, but like no. And they're like, but but yes, no, yes. You already said yes, so we're gonna say yes. Um, but so there are some issues with that. <laughs> Um, I do have some line predict- predictions. So I think the first line is going to be Panic, Stepan, and Fisher. And then uh, second line for Lenny, Keller, and Hinostrosa. And then third line, Kraus, Strom, Grafner, which I think is going to be a disgustingly amazing third line. <laughs> and do I, not have Gal- I don't even have Galchenia in here. Oh my god, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> She's penciling him in. Hold yes. up. Your, your subconscious knew he was going to be hurt. I think I did. I think he's going to play first or second line. So just move all the settings down. And then uh, fourth line, Duffin, uh, Richardson, Cousins. And then for the defenseman, Ekman Larson, obviously, with Deemers is going to be first, uh, first line. And then Daddy. 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 Oh my god, that's so gross. <laughs> I didn't give him a nickname. That would be what? The sharks that started calling him daddy? Yeah. The, he or claimed it was star? like... No, it was the sharks. And then it like continued on the stars. Yeah. yeah. And then it continued on the panthers, but kind of stopped a little bit because they have like nine people they call daddy. And then it came back in Arizona. It has a nice ring to it. Daddy Demers. <laughs> I'm with it. And then... Uh... <laughs> uh Kata, um, Sorry, John Wilson? No, you're fine. <laughs> John Wilson? And then, uh, oh, Kanetan? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Chicago. Hammer. Yeah. Yep. Chalmerson. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then uh, Goligoski and Esterly as their their bottom deep pair with obviously Ranta Ranta uh, starting and Kemper as their backup. But obviously, I forgot about Galchenia, so <laughs> I'm probably a hundred percent wrong on everything. <laughs> okay, I'm drafting right now. Do I want Tyler Sagan or Claude Giroux? Claude Giroux. Uh, Giroux. Giroux. Yeah, Giroux. Sorry, <laughs> says the Stars player. <laughs> <laughs> My ginger uh, dad. Yeah. But yeah, right. so that's it. <laughs> so we're going to move on over to the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. So, needless to say, the Canucks are pretty boring. They don't like to do much. <laughs> that um, is the understatement of the year. <laughs> they're just kind of there. They're just kind I of I forget there. that the Canucks are in my division. Over in Vancouver, the West Coast. Oh, yeah, they can be over there with their moose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway... <laughs> So noticeable additions of for the Vancouver Canucks in this offseason were Antoine Roussel from Dallas and Jay Beagle from Washington. <laughs> so adding defensemen like to their roster, they struggled in D a lot. They allowed 259 goals last season, <laughs> which is uh, sixth, I think. In the in the league, fifth or sixth in the league, so they weren't even the worst. For most goals, right? Not for least. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, they were they were either fifth and sixth in most most goals allowed in the season. So with the addition of Roussel, especially because he was a, a strong, from what I remember, he's a strong defender in Dallas. Um, they're definitely looking to enforce that that six, and maybe keep a few more goals out the net. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But the main concern for... I thought that Roussel was a winger, not a defenseman. Is he? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm completely wrong on this then. I have it written backwards. He's my little fighty Frenchman. <laughs> Taylor <laughs> Hush. At least I didn't call him a goalie. <laughs> uh, Taylor. He is a skater. Yeah. You, got, you got that. Yeah. Well, anyway... Vancouver needs to keep more pucks out of the net. Any any of the five in front of the goaltender, including the goaltender, need to need to step up their game. <laughs> so they finished seventh overall in the Pacific Division with a record of 31, 40, and 11. Um, and they finished 26th overall in the league. I think the main concern for Vancouver this season is who's going to step up and be the new producer, essentially. You have both the Sedins retiring. So yeah, oof. who do you got to look at as powerhouses? Brock, Besser. I'm Brock, saying Besser, Besser and Yeah, I mean, that's really your only option. If, like, if Besser doesn't produce this year, like, yeah. yeah and he's, then he's coming off of have... injury, too. He only played 62 games last season. He did well. Like, he produced, he had 29 goals and 26 assists in 62 games. So he was he... well on his way to exceeding expectations i'm i'm then, kind of scared for the season then they also have uh petterson coming up right yeah he's, 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 he's supposed well. to make the roster this year 
they're they're expecting him to make the roster because he's been doing pretty well this preseason, and he did really well at training camp and development camp and all and so on. So they yeah. they are expecting him to make the roster. Depending on who he plays with, if he plays on a line with Besser and Horvat, I can see him doing really well. It de- it would depend on which other lines he might be fit into. It would it's different when it's a rookie. You don't really know how they're going to play, how they're going to mash with everybody, especially in the league. But it'll be interesting to see where they place him and how well he adjusts to the um, essentially new game of it all. Aside from Patterson, Besser, and Horvat, <laughs> they need to use some of their younger talent. With, like I said, with the Sedins retiring, you have to look at some of the kids. So, Vertanen, Pedersen, Horvat, Goldolvin, Leipzig. Like, you have these young guys that are able to produce. They just need to mesh more, work more well together. Yeah, and then they've got old guys with contracts, though. So, mm-hmm. they're kind of hogging up roster space, almost, that you could be using to get the kids more. Mm-hmm. Yet, ironically, they have time. 12 million in cap space. <laughs> So, <laughs> next season, RFAs include Granlund, Besser, Leipzig, Ben Hutton, and UFAs are Dorset, Edler, uh, Michael Delzato, and Anders Nilsson. Yeah, so they'll be playing, paying some of those guys. Oh, yeah. A lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Depending on how this season goes, Besser's going to get a fat contract. Yeah, um, Besser and like Matthews. I mean, Matthews will definitely get more. So I think yeah. that he's gonna kind of be waiting. It'll be like McDavid and Drysaddle. You know, McDavid will get his, and Drysaddle yes. will be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worth that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm worth seventy five percent of McDavid. Oh that, yeah, hundred percent. That'll be Besser. Like I'm worth eighty percent of Matthews. Yeah. So some other noticeable. Um, outs for the team. Matt Hendricks signed with the Winnipeg Jets in August. Um, Andrew Ferentz re- retired early in July. Um, David Desjardins, he went inside a Ferentz was on the Canucks before he retired? Who? Mm-hmm. Andrew Ferentz, mm-hmm. you say he retired from the Canucks? Mm-hmm. I had so lost track of him. I know. <laughs> I had no idea for a while. these days. Okay. Uh, I think David the Edmonton? I think oh, that he that's was. The Oilers. With sorry, Edmonton I'm looking at the wrong point. thing. Yeah, he was. I'm completely looking at the wrong team. I'm sorry. No, I mean he's probably. <laughs> I don't know where he is these days. He was in. Uh, he was in Edmonton. I'm just looking at the wrong page. Okay. 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 I was like, when did that happen? I'm doing back-to-back teams. It's confusing me. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> just alert. Slot that in a little farther. Yeah. Ahead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I talk about the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Canadian over here. Brendan Gauntz, that's who I wanted to talk about. He was a roster player last year, um, but he was reassigned, or it was designated for reassignment this past few days. So, I don't know if it's a Hosang situation where he just needs to cook a little bit more, <laughs> fix fix some things. Or Ooh. whether or not he's going to be put through waivers or just left in the juniors or 
Not sure. When you Google him, because I just Googled mm-hmm. him, he comes up as a picture with a very bloody nose. Ooh. A fighter. Good shit. Like, all into his mouth mm. and like, ouch. So yeah, basically yeah. the Vancouver Canucks are boring. They don't <laughs> do much. Be interesting oh. to see how well they do this season. Especially with Besser coming back and Sedin's leaving. How is the team going to, I guess, evolve and kind of make their way back into a, not necessarily a playoff team, but a little bit better than what they did last year. (laughs) Not trying to lose for Hughes? No, I don't think they're going to lose for Hughes. Really? Well, I mean, they kind of should. I was going to say. They might be one of the contenders to. for losing for Hughes. But... Ow. Um, have you guys seen that thing about, uh, I can't remember which one of the Sedins, but one of them is a crossing guard now? Yes, it was, it yes. was Daniel, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, like, people keep trying to stop and get pictures, but he's just like, yeah, no, he's, you need to go, you need to go. Like, yeah, like, keep walking, keep now. walking. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, no, that makes me so happy. <laughs> the only thing, like, with the Canucks, they could lose for Hughes only to get the brothers. Because this year, like, they in their first round, they drafted Quinn Hughes. That's true. Yeah. So they could go for the brothers. Go for the full set. Go for the full set. Yeah, the two. Get all it three. It was the second version of the stalls. Heavy Hughes line. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's the been their plan guess... the whole the whole time. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, we're we're is... gonna start this. We're gonna draft Quinn, and then we're gonna get worse and get Jack <laughs> <laughs> and get the third one. Luke, I think. What, I said, yeah, yeah. I what, think it's Luke. What draft year is the third one? Is it the year after? Is it a couple years down the road? I think it's like two years. I, They're yeah, not entirely sure. Don't quote me. Yeah, it's Jack, and then a year, and then him. I think. That's that's the long so, plan. That's the- <laughs> so when there's two of them, they can be the new Sedins. Yeah. But once the third one comes in, let's see. We'll the new new stall. So yeah. Luke Hughes is currently 15. He was born in 2003, so he will be the 2021 draft. Okay, so two yeah. more years. So, so there's, there's years, still a couple more years until him. Years. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. But that's just I a year off. And for a while. Do it. They'd have to suck for a little longer then. Yeah, then yeah well, like, I mean, haven't I they been gonna. the worst? <laughs> they, they've been the worst team over the past five year, years. They've never been the worst. Mm-hmm. They are, on average, the worst they've team. They've been going downhill since 2011. Like, they made the Stanley oh. Cup Finals in 2011 against Boston. Lost that one. They've been going. Yeah. They've been plummeting downhill for the last seven years. They're just going to keep going a little bit. Maybe turn it around. I was gonna say I don't. I don't think they've quite hit rock bottom yet. So there is still possible down mm-hmm. that they could go. Yeah, they they could <laughs> lose for Hughes. <laughs> All right. All right. So do you want to tell us about the Oilers yeah, now? Moving on to the Oilers. So I'll get this one right. <laughs> so the Oilers finished twenty third in the league, um, sixth in the D- Pacific, with a um, with going 36, 40, and 6. Um, looking into, 
off season. Um, Andrew Ferentz retired. Really quiet over there. <laughs> they they pretty much did nothing. Andrew Ferentz retired. Kind of scarily quiet. Got his right team. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so Matt Hendricks, he signed with the Winnipeg Jets. Andrew Ferentz retired. Um, David Desjardins, he signed a one-year contract with the Rangers. Um, Tyler Pitlick went to Dallas for a three-year contract. That was during the middle of last year, or right oh. at the beginning of last year. He yeah. played with us all last year. And that was basically it. Um, their acquisitions, or additions to their their roster, not too much, um... Just basically looking at last year with Drysaddle's contract, Yamamoto. Who um, just didn't they just uh, cut him, Tyler Yamamoto, or is he still on the? He's still there. I, I think he's still up. Okay, he's been okay. doing well, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that, but I, I was thinking that they'd cut him anyway, and I was. I think they're like, holding on to him until the season, like until the actual. Like yeah, like maybe cuts. give him his his maximum nine or something. Maybe I think they're doesn't... they're trying to see what they want to do with him. Um, because he's been doing really well. He was selected seven twenty uh, second overall in the twenty seventeen draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is updated, but he's had four goals and six assists in three preseason games. So he's been doing pretty well. He's been meshing with the team. Um, I don't think I caught. Um, the overtime winner on his birthday. Or his other goals. I think he had two goals on his birthday. Yeah, he had two goals. Yesterday, which was yesterday, right? So that, or does that put him up to six, maybe? Yeah. So he's doing well. He's he's producing. He's meshing with the team. I'm not sure what line he's playing on. Um, if he's on, on a set line or if he's been moved around. But personally, I think they're going to keep him on for the season. He's been doing well. He's proved that he can play. I think he's got a shot. Um, who else? Who else has been really doing? Uh, Ty Ratty. He's been doing really well. He's got a hat yeah, trick. Yeah, he had a rat trick. He got the rat trick. Uh, yeah, he has, <laughs> has the hat trick, multiple assists. He's been meshing with the team. Same same story, different person. Um, he is one of the standouts. And he's doing it at a perfect time because in the 2019-2020 season... He becomes an RFA. So he's trying to get the money. <laughs> the yeah, only problem is that... What better way than to play on Connor McDavid's line? Exactly. I mean. <laughs> the only problem is that the Oilers have just under $2 million in cap space. I mean, he can get his money elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta pad the stats this year and some yeah. other team will pay you. Because the other yeah, RFAs he's fighting... Oil it, the oil is maybe dumb enough to match it. Like <laughs> the only problem, is or that. you know, it's Peter Shirelli. He'll just one for one trade him for someone. somebody. <laughs> He's terrible. Oh yeah, maybe not as good version of him, right? Yeah, he was yeah. Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> one for one. <laughs> trade him for Dylan Strom. No. Oh. Oh, maybe. Okay. Make, I could make McDavid happy. McDavid and Strom on the same team again. That would make my heart happy. Do you remember when everyone flipped out when uh, Ryan Strom got traded? Or yeah, yeah got right. traded to the yeah. Oilers. Everyone was like, "Strom on the Oilers." They were like, "Wrong, wrong one." one. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Matt Strom, best Strom is still.
still on the Philly. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Tyratty. He is an RFA in the 2019-2020 season. Only problem is the other RFA that the Oilers probably need to sign is Jesse Pugliarvi. Because his oh. entry level expires. Same year. Same year. So the RFAs for the nineteen, uh, the yeah, the twenty nineteen twenty twenty draft, draft season, um, the RFAs are Tobias Reeder, Jesse Pugliarvi, Ty Ratty, uh, Kiara, and Aberg. <laughs> so they have players they need to sign, and no money to do it. With. And no money to do it with. I personally <laughs> think, depending on this season, the money's going to go to Pugliarvi. Like he's going to get the contract. They want. I feel like they want to keep him. Ty Ratty, I, I don't follow the Oilers close enough, but he could be a trade pawn. Like, he could be used for trades. Hmm. Especially with how well he's producing in this preseason. If that carries on into the season, he could be he could be used for some, some cap space there. Um, the UFAs for the 2019-2020 season are Jirbeck... Uh, Cam Talbot and Miko Koskinen. Um, aside from that, Cam Talbot being their goalie, those names don't really mean too much to me. Um, Cam Talbot, I think, is just fed up with the Oilers. <laughs> After last season, he had a rough go. Um, there's been a few articles on him this season how they need he needs to step it up. But not only does he need to step it up, the whole team needs to step up because it's not just a goalie game. <laughs> and he obviously wants to have a turnaround from last season. He, The Oilers in general got, got destroyed with reviews and coaches' calls. and So I think that this year the Oilers, Cam Talbot, in general just need to recuperate and get back on the road and get going. Yeah, I mean, last year was a complete and utter disaster. It, it truly was. It was not good. Mm-mm. Every other game was like, oh yeah, they lost a call. Oh yeah, they got a penalty. Oh, like, just keep it coming. Yeah, I, I witnessed in person them blowing a two-goal lead with less than two minutes to go against the Ducks, which was the night after they almost did the exact same thing in L.A. They blew a two-goal lead in two minutes except the goal got called back, and it was the only goal that ever won in their favor, and it hurt me, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it I, I more or less followed them last year. I probably watched, like, 40 of their games last year, mm-hmm. and it was bad. Yeah, it was a rough It was goal. not enjoyable. Um, so, on a brighter note, they signed Darnell Nurse to a two-year contract. Um, yeah. My hometown boy, Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah. Um, hey. He's a good defenseman. Good person. I love him. Um, I think he's good for the team. Yeah. So, but we're not, we're still not counting them in for the playoffs, huh? <laughs> I don't no, think so. I don't think so. Not yeah. quite there Me yet. Me neither. They still, they still need, they're not bottom, 
they're not bottom of the pack. But I think they still need a little bit more time to figure out who they are now as a team, especially with a couple of young kids coming up. With um, Bouchard this year from last year, from the 2018 draft, and Yamamoto. So, they still need a little bit more time. Not playoff contention yet, but they're getting there. All right. Uh, anything else with no? That's my uh, Canadian spiel. All right. Well, one last Canadian team, uh, the Calgary Flames. All right, sticking with Alberta for a bit. So this is the team that I grabbed, in part because I knew nothing about them. I was like, yeah, it'll be fun to learn. Um, and never have I read a roster and recognized so few of the names. Um, <laughs> Like, I recognized all the ones from the trades that happened that had been somewhere else before this year, but the rest of them, I'm like, I've never heard of these people in my life. Uh, so, Calgary Flames, kind of what happened this offseason, uh, big arrivals, in case you missed it, I can't imagine you did, but they got Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin from uh, the Carolina Hurricanes um, in return for uh, Dougie Hamilton, uh, Furland and Fox, the big loss there being Hamilton, because he was definitely one of their top blue liners. Um, so this year it'll be, you know, do they, do Lindholm and Hannafin make up for the loss of Hamilton? Um, don't know yet. <laughs> uh, another big arrival, they signed um, James Neal, who was a UFA uh, for five years at 5.75. Uh, it was a little more than Vegas or really anyone else wanted to give him, but um, he'll give them some more depth scoring. Uh, this next year. And then they also signed uh, Derek Ryan and Austin Zarnick, um, which will add some more depth up front. So not huge stars there, but uh, hopefully some more goals scored. Um, and then the other losses other than Hamilton uh, were they bought out Troy Brower um, and then Matt Stajan and Chris Versteeg uh, accepted contracts in Europe. So they didn't resign those guys. Um, they did resign. Uh, Jankowski, who was an RFA um, and has been slow to develop the last couple years, but uh, or slow to develop, and then last year was really his rookie campaign. Uh, he scored 17 goals, so uh, maybe finally getting up there to NHL ready. They re-signed him for two years at $3.35 million. Um, they re-signed John Gillies, uh, who is and uh, Riddich, who's first, David Riddich, um, who are fighting for backup goalie spot. Uh, they signed Gillies for two years and Riddich for one, although over the course of the preseason, it's been looking like Riddich will get the backup slot. Um, don't quote me on that because the preseason is not over. <laughs> uh, and then they re-signed uh, Kulak, but then today, actually, earlier just today before we started this, they waived him um, to send him down to Stockton. So, eh. Um, <laughs> and I, I will admit, I didn't follow them very closely last year. Uh, they were just kind of there. Um, but for those of you who did, kind of the new news this year will be um, kind of two uh, rookies that they'll probably are supposed to have bigger, you know, maybe breakout seasons. Um, Dylan Dubay, I think that's how you say his name. Do you all know if it's, I assume it's Dubay and not I Dubé. mean. Like before, okay. I couldn't tell you that you're wrong, so I'm going to tell you that you're right. I love it. Um, so he actually captained Canada to world, uh, the World Juniors win this last year. Um, and he's so far in this preseason, he's played four games uh, and had 
four, sorry, he's played seven games and had four goals and two assists. So racking up the numbers. Um, he was, uh, he's 20 years old. So it would have been draft pick two years ago in the second round. Um, and looks like that's, that's working out for them. Uh, everything I read says he's probably going to start on the third line, uh, actually with James Neal, possibly if, if Nealer is a, a, a third line instead of a second line. Um, and then the other rookie, uh, is Yuso Valamaki, which with a name like that, I assume he's Finnish. I didn't write that down. Um, but he uh, is a defenseman who's also played uh, several games this preseason. He's had two goals, three assists, and actually a plus four rating, which is the highest on the team for the preseason. Um, so those are the two breakout out stars, possibly, possibly breakout stars this year uh, for if you follow the Flames or, you know, if you don't. <laughs> And then um, kind of looking up, like, what they could have for lines and, uh, you know, just kind of Gaudreau, Monaghan, probably Lindholm on their first line. Um, that'll be probably fun to watch if I catch any Flames games this year. Uh, second line, maybe uh, Tuchak, Backlund, and Zarnik, possibly Neil. Um, Nealer's listed always as a left wing, but he plays both, um, so he could – slide in any of those wing spots on the second or third line. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and that's kind of all the exciting things on the forward. Uh, in their defensive end, uh, what I read looks like Hannafin's going to slot into the second pairing. Um, Yusuf Valamaki, the, the rookie, on the third one. Uh, and then... Their goalie, of course, will be Mike Smith again, um, who's getting a little long in the tooth. And then this preseason, they've had uh, Gilles and Riddich kind of competing for backup slot, and it's still kind of up in the air who's gonna who's gonna get that for the whole season, or even just for for the opener. So, yeah, I don't I don't see the Flames um, losing the division, but I don't see them making the playoffs either. Okay, so you think that they're probably going to be in the same spot, like, fifth in the division? Yeah. Yeah. I okay, I mean, that that's pretty much where they've been, like, the past, like, four years. They've been, like, either the wild card team or, like, just barely missing the yeah, playoffs. I think with their moves, they got better, but I think a lot of the other teams in the division got better more. More better. <laughs> so... I think they'll be about where they were um, in the standings last year, from what I can tell. All right. Um, anything else about them? or? Nope, that's literally that's all I know about the Calgary Flames. I have exhausted my knowledge. <laughs> all right. Well, Other than that, their mascot is really ugly and gives me nightmares. <laughs> that's true. I'm so sorry to everyone who does not care about the Kings because I really care about the Kings. <laughs> and I have three and a half pages of notes oh, about the Kings. So let's go. Uh, let's talk about last season. So we had the best goals against average, uh, 2.46. Jonathan Quick won the Jennings Trophy for the least um, allowed goals, like the, go the goalie tandem. Um, we had the best penalty kill at 85%. Drew Doughty was second in the Norris voting. Andre Kopitar won the Selkie for the second time in three years. And then <laughs> we have the offense, which 
was not great. Um, <laughs> we were 16th in goals for 2.89 a game and 17th in the power play at 20.4%. And we only scored three goals in the four game sweep against the Knights. But it's okay because they only scored seven. So it's not like they did that much better. They just won all the games and we won none of the games. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do that much better. They just, you know, won every game. Yeah, they won. <laughs> it was all one goal games. It could have been worse. I don't know how, games. but it could have. Um, so we actually had a lot of roster changes. Um, it wasn't during the offseason, but we traded Darcy Kemper at the trade deadline uh, for Toby Reader, who we let watch, who then signed with Edmonton. Uh, Tori Mitchell signed in Switzerland. He was our fourth-line center. I liked him, but he's old, and we don't need old. Um, so Christian Fullen, a defenseman, signed with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, we traded Andy Andrioff to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we got Peter Budai back, who's going to be our AHL backup goalie. Uh, Kevin Gravel left, and he signed in Edmonton. And like throughout last year, we also traded a bunch more players away. So we had a lot of turnover. And then in, we got Ilya Kovalchuk. I have no idea what to expect from him. I'm scared to get my expectations high. Uh, but last year in the KHL, he was first in goals. He had nine more goals than the Nets player. He was first in points. He was in, he was second in assists. So we signed him to a three-year, $6.25 million contract, which is scary because we have a great history of signing old guys to big <laughs> contracts. So there's no way that goes wrong. Um then we got Daniel Brickley, who was a college free agent from Minnesota State. Uh, he actually signed with the Keens on his birthday, March 30th, which is also my birthday. So, Aww, you know. Birthday buddies. I know. Yeah. And he's really cute. So call me. Hey. <laughs> so it it's not totally sure whether or not he's going to make the team out of camp. It looks like he's going to. I hope that he does. And since... Today, the Keens waved Curtis McDermott. It looks like he is going to make the team out of camp. So that'll be fun. Um, so we're trying to get younger and faster. But Ilya Kovalchuk is neither younger nor faster. But that's okay. We don't need to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of really good young prospects who are pushing to make the roster um like we mentioned earlier today justin brown got hurt so one of these younger prospects is going to be able to make the team because of that and i think that that player is going to be austin wagner who he's a 21 year old winger he's incredibly fast like stupid fast not like mcdavid fast because no one's mcdavid fast but he's pretty fast so i'm really excited about him then we have Jarrett Anderson Dolan, who I'm yes. also super excited about. Like, it's pretty sure that he's going to make the team. Like, we're we're pretty sure that he's going to. And apparently, 
So I thought that everyone pronounced it J-A-D, you know, Jarrett Anderson Dolan, but apparently the coaches call him Jad, which I don't like. I will not be calling him that. Um, That's gross. I know. Yeah, so he had 91 points in 70 games in juniors last year. Um, He played with the Ontario Reign, the Kings AHL team, during the first round of the Calder Cup playoffs. So he got like a little taste of, you know, professional hockey. And then he's been obviously playing in the preseason and has looked good. And it looks like he's going to make the play, not the playoffs, the the team. So I'm super excited about that. Um, Then we also have Gabriel Velarde. He's had a back injury like the last year or so. So he's been out for most of training camp. So he won't be making the team out of camp. Um, He was our... 11th overall draft pick from 2017 and you know what happened the last time we had an 11th overall draft pick we drafted on jay kopitar so i'm not saying that he's an Nets on jay kopitar <laughs> but you're but saying he's an Nets on jay kopitar please save our franchise no pressure <laughs> yeah i mean he scored like crazy in minor in not in minors in juniors he had 58 points in 32 games and then in the playoffs had 22 points in 11 games which i think is good (laughs) um then we have michael amadio who is going to be our third line center they just announced that he had a 17 game point streak in the ahl which was the longest of any player in the AHL, so I'm super excited for him. He's so talented. Um, and then lastly, our last like big prospect is Kale Clay, who was our second round draft pick back in 2016. He isn't expected to make the team this year, but he'll be playing in the AHL and hopefully we'll get, you know, at least a stint in the NHL at some point. Um, yeah, we have our old goalie Twitch. And he'll be backed up this season by Jack Campbell, who hopefully will be good. And hopefully we won't trade him like we have with every other backup bully, like, the past four years. So, uh, we have injuries. Derek Forbert hurt his shoulder last year. I was at that game. Johnny Brodzitski hurt his shoulder during the preseason. I was at that game. Dustin Brown broke his finger. I was not at that game, though. So it's not my fault. <laughs> but you're going to? Aren't you going to see uh, the Kings tomorrow? It's um, their minor league team is playing the Dutch minor league team in the Dutch Stadium. I don't know. It's a free AHL preseason game in an NHL building, so hey. it's free. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> awesome. You're cursed. Just so you know. Yeah, someone's probably gonna get hurt. So, whoops. <laughs> Uh, so the other big thing that happened this offseason is obviously the Drew Doughty contract. Um, eight years at $11 million, that, that's a lot of dollars. Um, if he would like to send some of them to me, that would be okay. Send some to me, please. Um, basically, the season predictions is that we'll probably like barely make it into playoffs, like the, the wild card. Uh, spot or like 
maybe like the third spot in the division, but probably the wild card. Um, we're going to start the season with 22 players because we do not have the cap space to have 23 players. Because <laughs> usually you would have three healthy scratches, but we cannot afford to have a guy sitting in the press box, so we will have two guys. Because we cannot afford to just have some guy sitting there in a suit. So you know you gotta you gotta earn your money. <laughs> so yeah. You're in cap hell. We are in cap hell. That's impressive that you can't even afford to pay twenty three guys. Like, yeah. Um. So I had made a roster. It was before um Dustin Brown got hurt, so it'll be kind of different now because I don't know if he's gonna be going on regular R IR or long term IR. But before, we had $500,000 in cap space. So that's not even league minimum. We literally cannot afford to have a full roster. So we won't. We just won't. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all I have for the Kings. I tried to go fast. I skipped over some of it. Oh, actually, just the one thing. Um, now that Dustin Brown's hurt, it looks like Ilya Kovalchuk will in fact be playing with Andre Kopitar's line because before it looked like the Kings were going to keep their first line from last year which was I follow Kopitar and Brown but now that Brown's hurt it looks like Kovalchuk will be slotting in on the Kopitar line so please score <laughs> I think he's probably going to do okay um, I actually think he's probably going to do really really good considering what he just did in the KHL and in the Olympics and what he's been doing in the KHL for the past, like, 10 years. Yeah, so I, I'm too scared to get my hopes up. I get my hopes up every year. <laughs> Do you know what my playoff bracket was last year? It had the Canes beating the Caps in the Stanley Cup final. We know how that went. <laughs> my Stanley Cup bracket had had the Caps beating Winnipeg, and I was wrong about Winnipeg, but I was right about the Caps! <laughs> yeah, I had, I had the Caps winning. I had Vegas beating the Caps, so... I, had, uh, I mean, you were close. Yeah, I had um, Caps beating Winnipeg. Yeah, I had the uh, Golden Knights going to the Western Conference final, though, and then I thought Winnipeg was going to beat them. Yeah, I made my... Um, playoff bracket with my heart, not my brain. <laughs> I made several. My main one was a balance of heart and brain, but I also made like a best case of everything, and in that one, the jackets won, so <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, no, I had my feelings bracket. That is what I call it. I've been doing these for a few years. I have my feelings bracket and what I think is actually going to happen bracket. I also did Both a worst. Of them I had the cats winning. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right. I also had a like darkest timeline bracket. <laughs> oh, were the penguins three peat? Yeah. Yeah, I had that too. <laughs> yep, I was like, this is not gonna happen. <laughs> what well, was it like? Who was who was in the West? Was it the Ducks? No, yeah. I mean it. 
Oh, it was it was Winnipeg for me because I really hate Winnipeg. Okay. Um, I really mostly just that. because they they beat us all last year. Okay, yeah. yeah. I respect that. Yeah. And Liney's beard. Liney's beard put them solidly in the I don't like I love his I love his ugly beard. I don't care. Oh god. I'm literally the only one in existence. I don't like <laughs> No, I'm but... sure there are a few more out there. I'm sure there are a few okay. more weirdos out there, Kelsey. I went <laughs> to the county <laughs> fair and I saw a goat and I swear to God <laughs> it looked exactly like Patrick like the beard was the that same shape it was the same length it was the same color it was like pale as crap <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that that goat was Patrick Line. Like I think Patrick Line is an Animagus. Okay? He's an Animagus. And that was him. Alright, we should probably get a couple more teams. Let's go. Who's next? Okay, San Jose Sharks. Let's okay. Go. That's me. Um so I mentioned at the start of this that uh Kind of my when after doing all this research, my hot take is that the San Jose actually won the offseason, even more so than the Toronto Maple Leafs signing Tavares, mostly just because you know Toronto hasn't taken care of business with the whole Nylander thing yet. You know, might be a San Jose added. Um, well, for one, they made a fool out of Ottawa with the whole Hoffman thing, uh, flipping him for picks, um, <laughs> which was really entertaining. Um, but then they, they re-signed everyone they needed to, like, fairly uh, quick out of the gate. Uh, they signed Evander Kane, uh, seven years, seven million a year, which, honestly, I think was a little bit too much. Um, he's, I don't think he's ever going to be a big, like, leadership or uh, vibe in the room kind he's of guy. He's money. Yeah, yeah, but his, and his talent, I don't know, there's quite, there's quite right worth a seven by seven but whatever they signed Kane to a seven by seven he is a key piece of their their forward lines they took care of business there they also re-signed um Logan Couture uh for eight by eight um which I think if I remember correctly Couture is really oh no that's not he's not injury prone not as much as for those. um but so he does have he's a solid 50 point player um, and supposed to have, you know, good leadership, a good a key piece of the team. So they took care of business re-signing him. Um, they signed Joe Thornton the sec- to a second annual one-year contract um, <laughs> because neither he nor they know have any have any idea how much longer he has left playing hockey. Um, last year it was for $8 million. This year it was for five. Um, and, you know, who knows if uh, after coming off an ACL and an MCL surgery last year, uh, his knee will hold up for the full year. But if they get 40 games out of him, um, he'll produce for them for those 40 games. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe miraculous healing will happen. Uh, <laughs> played uh, 47 games of the year, but he still put up 36 points, which is respectable. Um, and then they re-signed Thomas Hurdle, uh, 5 by 5.6. He was an RFA, and they, like, I think that was one of the ones they narrowly avoided arbitration with. I don't remember correctly if that's right, but... Um, the only question with him is like he's 24 and already had several surgeries on his knee. Um, so, you know, will his knee last for five years? I don't know. Uh, they would certainly hope so. Um, Cause he puts up some points for them. When but his smile lights up the world. That is true. 
I've never seen a, a picture of him, like, without a mouth guard in, in which he is not smiling. Smiling without his mouth guard in. So I, forget, I thought yeah, you were saying yeah. he was smiling with his mouth guard for a second there. No, 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 no. Like, if he's not wearing a mouth guard, he, I always smiling. Sometimes when he is wearing a mouth guard. Sorry. He probably, he probably brings the power of positivity to that team. Which they need, because it's all old, grumpy men. It is. And Eric well, Carlson. Yeah, and, and now Eric Carlson. Um, so those are the re-signings that they had this offseason, kind of took care of, of business. The only uh, departure of an unre unrestricted free agent was Eric Fair, who signed with Minnesota. Um, and honestly, I don't think that was all that much of a loss for them. Um, they also gave up uh, Chris Tierney and Michael Bodker, which was the two they uh, gave uh, Bodker for Hoffman and Tierney for for EK, but uh, then, you know, Hoffman, of course, they didn't keep. They got uh, two seconds and a third, I think, were the draft picks that they got, um, so taking care of the future there. It's interesting because they definitely are in a compete-now mode, like they're, they're thinking they're contenders. They signed Eric Carlson, um, but they're also taking the long view uh, and if they needed to have thrown more all in or if, if that's a good uh, long-term strategy but um, and then one in the most recent one is Eric Carlson who looks very good in teal um, <laughs> it breaks my heart seeing him in that color it's, <laughs> it's not right he's very pretty though he is he is, he is. Um, and, the, and the big thing with San Jose is that they didn't give up like top prospects for him they they uh carlson was probably worth more than they gave and so that's oh nice he was worth more oh, yeah. than they gave um, kind of like in, you know in the rumors before the trade happened like they were throwing around timo myers name uh ryan merkley which are both two of their up and coming like i mean myers a top liner for them um for how young he is so they won that one. Um, and then, let's see. What do we got on the rookie side? So, what I've got for a, a potential lineup. Um, Evander Kane, uh, Thornton, and then either Meyer or Pavelski, um, depending on, on how their seasons are going. A Logan Couture on the second. Thomas Fertile, if he's healthy. Um, and then they're... Uh, third and fourth line, this preseason has been kind of working on determining who the centers for those lines are going to be. Um, they are uh, definitely probably going to, definitely probably, <laughs> qualifying myself there in case I'm wrong, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but it looks like uh, Sorensen will be in the lineup, kind of expecting Tim to have a, a, a breakout season. He put up uh, a bunch of points for the Barracuda in the playoffs offs last year um and then and so he'll have his rookie nhl season and then uh kind of prospects that it looks like will be grabbing slots are anti sumela um who led the finnish liga in scoring last season uh he was actually uh undrafted and signed his first elc this june um and he's did i write down how old he is he was older than i expected i didn't write um, but so that, that might be one of those center slots. Um, and then they have, 
Oh, another thing I didn't mention was that, like, they, from everything I've read, it looks like they're going to ha- pretty much have to go into uh, starting with a with 13 forwards, 8D, and two goalies for their 23, just because of their 8D that they have that haven't cut so far, um, put it through waivers. Uh, the Even the bottom two, uh, Tim Heed and Redeem Sinek, um, who are, are both up and coming players. It's if they were tried to get sent down, someone would claim them. And, you know, I'm sure the Sharks don't want to give anybody up for free. Um, in that case, uh, they'll go into the season. So, like, even, and they had a deep blue line already, and they're going to go into season with, with eight. Um, should be a pretty rock solid uh, back end of the roster. So, but anyway, I, I was talking about the last two center slots, um, probably filled in by Anti Samella, and then uh, either the, the last three in the running um, to be either the you know healthy scratches or fourth line center. Uh, did I write down my first names or just their last names? Rourke Chartier, Dylan Gambrel, and Goodrow, whose name I first name I didn't write down. Goodrow would have to pass waivers if they tried to send him down. So you can count on him being um, on the roster probably. And uh, Cartier and Goodrow, sorry, Gambrel, um, would both be uh, rookies this year. Um, but they, and they both played, have, you know, a little bit of AHL experience, uh, so could have some pretty good seasons. So far in this preseason, um, Chartier has been, like, scoring pretty much every game which actually it's funny i read one article that had obviously been released like right after the san jose calgary game um, because it was it was talking about how san jose didn't bring blink to um take their baby sharks up to (laughs) to calgary (laughs) Um, because they sent pretty much the whole barracuda roster with like two or three nhlers Um, and they lost but not by much Uh, i just liked that I, i figured it's too bad Alex isn't on this episode because she would start singing at us. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than uh, prospects for the center, uh, Tim Heed is 27. He's going to be a rookie this year possibly, but um, he played three years in the elite league in, in Sweden um, and actually won defensive player of the year uh, year before last. He played for the Barracuda last year. Um, but it looks like they're, I mean, they've got some, some rookies coming up. So overall, I think they got better over the off season. Um, I think they slide in right behind Vancouver this year. Um, unless, you know, something big shape, shape. Behind, behind Vancouver. Vancouver. Vegas. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, damn. Kind of a kind of a toss up there who comes out on top Vegas or San Jose, in my opinion. All right. Uh the only thing I have to say is that Baby Shark is stuck in my head now. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not really because I mean it's pretty article. much like playing on repeat in my head, like twenty four seven. And every time it every time it stops, someone adds it to the group chat. Uh, yeah, Alex. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so next we have the Anaheim Ducks, who I love so much. Um, really, the main thing that I have to say about the Ducks is, you know, good duck. You'll never be shit. <laughs> You're just like your father. <laughs> but um, on a more serious note, um, they're pretty much in the exact same boat as the Kings. Like, we're just both, like, fucking around doing, like, the exact same thing. Um, we're both old with, like, some young players, but with too many old players to have that many young players. Um, we have old players with big contracts, so we can't move them. Um, and basically, if we don't win, like, now, we're, we're fucked. Both of us. Um... And also, just like the Canes, they also got swept in the first round. That is the freeway face-off solidarity. We got swept, so they got swept with us, you know? <laughs> um, but also, much like the Canes, they have a very good defense and a bad offense. So they were third in goals against average, 2.55 a game. They were fifth in the penalty kill, 83.2%. Um, but in offense, they were 19th in goals four, 2.82 a game, 23rd in power play, 17.8. Um, they didn't really get rid of anyone important, just like some random like fourth liners, whatever. Um, but they do have injuries, so a lot of players are going to be out to start the season. So obviously, Corey Perry is out for the five-plus months with his ACL tear. Patrick Eves, um, I'm not completely sure what the problem is because he, he has, a, like, a shoulder injury, but then he was also in the ICU for, like, a month. Yeah, so that um, degenerative autoimmune disease that was attacking his bones. Um, I thought that was Mike Green. It was no, his is attacking his liver, I think. Oh, no, yeah, this is, Eves, like, two years ago was diagnosed with this and spent the better part of a year pretty fucked up from it. Um, so, oh, you know, Taylor wants us to know that Green is practicing again, so he's not dead, which is good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think it looks like Patrick Eves is going to be able to play this year. But yeah, um, he was supposed to be just not in the beginning of the season. Well, it's like it's going to be like a month or so. So take your time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Kessler last off season he had hip surgery, and he he was out for most of last year, and he might be out for like all or most of this year. Like I heard that he pretty much had to relearn how to walk. Like that's how bad. It was like it was like wow. crazy wow. bad. Really? Like, I, I, think that, crazy. I, that it, I think that it was him. Like it it's really bad. And you know, like always I hate Ron Kessler. I do. I hate him when he's on the ice. But you know, I, I think he's one of those guys where it's kinda like Zetterberg. We ha kinda have to think like, is it worth it? Like it's gonna take him most of a year. Um to get healthy again and it, is it really worth it you know like with the risks that 
he's going to get even worse, but I mean, obviously, I don't know what's happening in his daughter to me. I'm not his daughter. I don't know how bad it is, so I hope that he's okay and that it doesn't get any worse and that he's able to heal soon, so. But also, take your time. Dude, take take a lot of time. <laughs> um, so, players coming in, they had Loot Chen. Big move. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, they signed him to like an $800,000 one-year contract. Um, he, he joined the list of players that have been a duck and a king. So, uh, they got, they signed Carter Rowney, who was previously on the Penguins. Um, and they have a lot of young prospects who are looking to make the team. Um, Sam Steele, Troy Terry, who was the shootout hero in the 2016 World Juniors when they won gold in the shootout. I fell in love with him at World Juniors. Then I found out that he was a duck, which was <laughs> unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and the love died. Yeah, yeah, that that went away real quick. Uh, they have Matt's Comtois and Marcus Peterson. Peterson? I don't know where he's from. Um, and then so all these guys are looking to crack the lineup this year and I think definitely Sam Steele and Troy Terry are going to make the lineup this year so they'll both be definitely really interesting to see what they do. Um, so like the team in general it's kind of like the teams are trying to get younger um, they have like those rookies that I just talked about. They have like the younger players like Brandon Montour and Andre Tasha both got new contracts this off season. But speaking of guys who have not gotten contracts, uh, Nick Ritchie is one of two unsigned RFAs. The other obviously being William Nylander. Will he sign your contract now? Um, Ritchie. Yeah. So we can stop talking about Leaves it. Leaves Phantom dying over here. Like, sign your damn contract, <laughs> please. I mean, there's only a couple days left, so... I mean, I don't know if he's going to go into the season without a contract. It looks like it might be, or they might be able to get something done in these last couple of days, but he's I one of those two. I did not expect it to get this far. I know, like, because Willie, like, both of them, like, you know, you end the season, you think, like, okay, like, it's no big deal. They have all the summer, and then, like, as time goes on, it's just like... Okay, it's getting a little late there. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's just like, oh, no, it's fine. He'll sign it by training camp. Oh, no, it's fine. He'll sign it by the end of training camp. He'll he'll sign it by the time the season starts, right? Because Toronto's in crap (laughs) house. I know. They have to sign Myers and Matthews and a few other people next year. So it's like, with what money? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so... Other contracts, so Adam Henrique signed an extension. That'll kick in next year, so the 2019 season. Four-year, $5.825 million. It hurts seeing him as a duck because I fell in love with him when he was still on the Devils. And now he's a duck, so I'm not allowed to love him anymore. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, Andre Tasha and Brandon Montour both got new deals. And then John Gibson... Got an eight-year, $6.4 million extension. Sure. So, um, he's their goalie, so 
look at that. Um, yeah, and the last thing I have is that the Corey Perry injury might actually be a blessing in disguise because they can play a younger, cheaper player who hopefully will not be a dirty piece of shit. So, yeah, that. Then season predictions, kind of like the Kings, probably, like, expected to make the playoffs but you know either third in the division or won the wild card spot so so cal hockey we're we're doing great here we're doing great <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> all right and then lastly we have vegas got it from the bottom now we get the top okay um <laughs> Yeah, you have the two bookend teams. Exactly. <laughs> also, they were expected to do really badly last year, and then they just destroyed everyone, <laughs> except for the Washington Capitals. <laughs> okay, so out, it's pretty obvious. Um, everyone knows about uh, Neil and Perron. Um, they also lost a couple more people um, to Tar, even though they didn't really play him. Um Garrison, uh, the guy with the best name, Clayton Stoner, uh, and they also they also lost, you know, their AHL player who really could have made the jump if there had been injuries, uh, Nick Suzuki. He's not dead. He's R. just R. in R. Montreal. Uh, in they got Carr and Holdner, which no one cares about. And they got Stastny, and then most importantly, they got Max Pacioretty. Oh, badges. Right? They they free patches. Free patches. Patches was freed. Um, did you guys I hope- see Did you guys see when his little kid, his son, was like, showed oh his bedspread and wanted to like point the logo out? And he was like, no, they're new. They, their logo's not on the bedspread. And so they're like, okay, we'll go watch YouTube videos. It was they got thing. him. They got He's him such bed a sheets. Good dad. Did they? The organization yeah, actually they... bought him bed sheets from like Pottery <laughs> or something like that. And he's like, Vegas is on this one. It's like, oh, that's awesome. They're like, we got this. We got this. Hold up. Yeah. So like his yeah, first yeah. day when he met or- the organization or some of the some of the people, they're like, yeah, we got these sheets for your son. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and now I'm dead. Thank you. But yeah. Um, so they fr- they free patches. They saved him. I hope they'll love and appreciate him like Montreal didn't. Um, and I say Montreal when I, I'm talking about the team and like the the management, not the fans. The fans did love Max Pacioretty, and they miss him a lot. Um, media didn't like him, but regardless. Um, so full time is probably obviously uh, Subban. Subban, uh, knock on wood if there's no injuries, because <laughs> technically he was full time last year, but like he wasn't. Um, Jake Bishkov, um, he's a defenseman. I don't have a whole lot of people making it, uh, making it up this year unless there are a lot of injuries, simply because they acquired some big names and also. They capped a lot of their people that were like actually doing things. Oh, I don't, I didn't mention this, but they lost Spisa as well. But again, I don't think um, Spisa is really gonna, was really gonna um, 
he didn't do as much as he probably could have uh, last year. So the AHL, um, Eric Branson could make the call up, but he was sent down, uh, I want to say like three days ago, and he would have been their first draft pick to make it, but he got sent Dan Seck, Carpenter, Lindbergh, Carrier, um, their AHL team, it's not terrible. Um, it is still pretty light. Team, right? Yes, he did. Yes, it did. Um, big questions that come up are Schmidt and whether he or not he is actually going to fight his suspension. I think that the appeal was turned down. So the appeal was turned down. Okay. Yeah. So find anything on that. Yeah, so he he will be suspended for the first 20 games, I believe. So much. A lot. Yeah. But, um, and so they're going to be rolling with eight defensemen, which should be kind of interesting. Uh, And hopefully there aren't any injuries. But so a lot of the storylines going into this are the not cup hangover because they didn't win the cup. So like, so people, they still had a ridiculous offseason. Um, and I think now people know what to expect. So how are they going to respond? Because, like, last year, they got the backup treatment for the first, like, 15 games of the season. So they won, like, 13 of the first 15 games of the season. They were the reverse flyers. <laughs> Yeah, they take um, first. <laughs> I, I'm so remember that. Back. You're making Jess flashback right now. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they got the um. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, but they got the backup treatment until a bunch of teams realized that they were good. Yeah, and there was uh, a little bit of Vegas flu going around, you know. All the players, you know, suddenly, you know, they go to Vegas and suddenly they just aren't doing so good. Like, what's up with that? Right? I have no idea. So the Stars Um, made Vegas their dad's trip, hoping that the dads could keep their players in line. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, just by coincidence, uh, Connor McDavid's birthday, um, it was the day after Edmonton played in Vegas. Yeah. And Edmonton had their five-day break. So basically, <laughs> David's break was in Vegas with, oh like, a week off in between <laughs> games. It's just like, here here you go, Connor. Let it, let us let you have a little bit of fun. <laughs> it's like we've been tra- we're killing you all season, so we can give you this. Um. But, so, patches, how are you going to do in Vegas? That's a big one. Um, can they match what happened last year? That's, like, the no. biggest. No, they can't. No, as in you I don't want them to, or no, as in you don't think they can, Annie? I don't I don't know. think that they, I mean, I don't think that they can. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad. I still think that they're going to be good, but it's not going to be that, like, match. Like, Matt Seam, Legant. Le- whatever, like, their fourth goalie was, isn't going to come mm-hmm. in and win them a million games. Like, they're going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs, but it's not going to be that, like, complete and utter magic season that they had last year. No, yeah. definitely not. It it can't be. 
um, were there flukes or really the future for Carlson, Marchesol, and a bunch of the other guys who had those like career years? They had like a, a disgusting fourth fourth line in the playoffs. Is that what's gonna happen this year? I don't think so. But um, we'll find out, right? Got him what? so excited. Once <laughs> comes back, is he going to be on par with everyone else? Because, um, again, he's out for 20 games. And the beginning of the season is when you really, like, mesh with your your um, your defensive partner. And, like, he was going to make the comeback. Like, the he was going to come up as, like, their full-on first defenseman pair. Uh, but now he can't, um, at least until, like, November. And then can Stassi and Patrick give them the edge they expected and the exit, the edge they needed? Um, so when I was looking up, like, where everyone was predicting them to go, I saw the weirdest thing ever. I would read one article, and that article would be like, they're going back to the finals. They're going to win it this time. And then I saw the very next article would say something like, oh, they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And I'm like, Excuse me? Like, what? Yeah. Um, because, and it's like, these are like, this is from NHL.com, like, uh, The Athletic, um, ESPN, like, big-named sports writers, big-named publications are being like, we have no fucking clue. <laughs> um, so, what most people are saying is they're going to be second or third in the Pacific this year. Um, so they're going to be up there, but they're not going to be like the top, top, top team. So my prediction, which is obviously the most correct and the most important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think they're going to be second or third in the Pacific. Um, and obviously they're going to make the playoffs. If they didn't make the playoffs, that would be wild. Um, but I don't think they're going to have the same ridiculous year that they had in the past because literally that year was disgusting. Um, and I think part of it, it comes from the fact that, like, A, people know what to expect from them, and B, Spike can't take you any farther. (laughs) They went went farther than any of the teams that, like, didn't protect them, except for the Washington Capitals. Um, but literally, they went the farthest humanly possible you could go without winning the Cup. Like... How can you still be mad <laughs> that, you know, your team from, la- from two years ago were like, yeah, we're not going to protect you. Yeah. And then you then you swept them in the second round or, you know, they didn't even make the playoffs. Like, how can you still be mad? Um, you can't can be really it. excited, you know, ride that wave of excitement. You can. But I what got them last year, they were fueled entirely by spite. Really I take were. it that you're not a spiteful person and don't hold grudges. I can. I can hold a grudge for like a year and a half. Like it's only been a year and a half since the expansion draft. I could I can hold okay. a grudge that long. That's that can hold a grudge that, that long. That is a baby grudge. Like a <laughs> year and a half. That is for rookies. <laughs> No, I can look at that, because I am a swift person. I'm holding grudges against, you know, my siblings that I've, (laughs) that, like, 
they were mean to me that one time nine years ago. Um, but it's just like a lot of that spite, like that full on like anger and rage, yeah, starts to recede. And like I feel like one of the people that was like pushing it forward and pushing it forward was James Neal. Every time you talk to him, he would talk about, oh, you know, we're the biggest misfits, we're this, we're that. And he's gone. And I think he was one of the driving forces of being like, hey, do you remember how that team decided they didn't want you? Let's just punch them in the face. Metaphorically, <laughs> if you're Ryan Reeves. Um, yeah, no, I think Reeves drives it this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they need to stay healthy, especially their goalie situation. I don't think they're going to have that wild fucking like five goalies in the first four weeks that they had last year. Um, Annie, I think you yeah, brought up the, right. I think you brought up the 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 baby rookie goalie. Do you know he got lost at JFK? He oh. did. Okay, so I, <laughs> I live in New York, so this was like everywhere. Everyone was talking about this. Is so he got to JFK. He gets on a flight, and the flight is supposed to be at like I don't know, like gate like fourteen, and JFK is huge. And the flight actually went to gate, like, 107. And so the person that was supposed to be there picking him up went to gate 14. And he was at gate 107 or whatever it was. And so he just wandered around JFK for, like, a half an hour. Oh, my <laughs> God. Him. Yeah, I was at jfk um this summer and that that place is huge it's it's like lax it's like absolutely ridiculous it's ridiculous it's disgusting it's but every newspaper in new york was talking about that they were just like hey this 18 year old child got super lost also somehow he's making a million dollars and we all hate him Uh, (laughs) but so projected lines again this is when Schmidt is not here, is for the top line, Marshall, Carlson, Smith. And then second line, that's where I have Patch Ready. I have Patch Ready and Snap, Staff me there uh, with Tuck. And then Paula, Eakins, and Nozick. And then Carr, Belmare, and Reeves. Um, for defensemen, I have McNabb with Engelin, Theodore with Miller, Holden with Hunt, and then their two extra defensemen as Merrill and Coughlin. But it's like, who? Uh, there's still like debate on who's going to be their uh, two extra defensemen. Hey, question. Uh, and the, yeah. Does Nate Schmidt not take up a roster spot while he's suspended? No. He's not no, getting paid. He no, he's yeah. not getting paid. That would make sense. He wouldn't take up a roster spot. He does still count against the cap. Right, so he counts against the cap, but so like if he if he wasn't suspended, they would have had to send down one of those eight, yeah? That yes. you're mentioning. Yeah. There was talk of if he wasn't suspended, not rolling with eight defensemen. Um because uh they, they only they have like seven, seven having better. to send down two. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they would have to send down two. One or okay, two. But they want to keep two in spare because they don't know if one of them is going to be able to make up for any exactly. injuries that happen. Yes. That makes sense. Like, if one's a lefty and one's a righty, or... Mm-hmm. Um, there's 
right now there's Meryl on left and Coglin on right. Yeah. So reverse that for him. And then flirt, go, mm, mm. goalies are obviously Flurry and Suvan with the AHL starter or first person called up when one of them gets injured as uh, Dansk. No, that D A N S K. Dansk. Dansk. I was right. Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I have as the projected lines. I think they're pretty accurate with what everyone else is saying, but I don't know. So if you if you don't think Vegas wins and I don't think San Jose wins, does anyone does anyone think the Ducks win this conference? Who who are we saying nah, not on top? It's not it's not the Ducks. So you think it's, it's San Jose then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I it's think San Jose. I think it's either Vegas or San Jose. Yeah. And then the Kings and Ducks are third and fourth in the. Mm-hmm. Canada can fight for the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys in Arizona. Yeah. Honestly, I would lean towards even they're not maybe Pacific not even grabbing a wild card spot considering how Yeah, that that's definitely yeah. possible with like how strong that the central is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah, cuz I think that for third. Yeah, I think that out of all of the divisions, um the Pacific is like the biggest unknown. Like no one has any idea how anyone is going to do like i mean you think like okay vegas san jose like anaheim kings um flames and like oilers like i they mean some good pieces like like really like none of them i mean like besides like the the shards with like their new defense like but even then, like, none of them are, like, running away with it. It's not, like, in the Central where you know it's going to be Nashville and Winnipeg at the top. Or yeah. the Metro where you know it's going to be, like, the Capitals and, like, Pittsburgh at the top. Or yeah, even, like, the Atlantic where you know it's going to be Tampa, you know, the Leafs and the Bruins at the top mm-hmm. like, competing all your You don't know. It, it's, yeah. like, a coin flip. So. I would debate that the Metro is more wide open than you think this year, too, though. It and is, Flyers. it is, yeah. Because, I, yeah, I think the Flyers are up there, and I think the Jackets are up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the Panthers are also making oh, a Oh, yeah, and the Panthers. The Metro mm-hmm. was a, a clusterfuck last year. It's been a clusterfuck yeah, it's last It's always a clusterfuck. Years. Yes. This year, and like, it's, it's stressful being in Metro. It I is. The Metro will be a, a division to watch. I just said that the Panthers are in the Metro. The Panthers are in the Atlantic, right? Okay, yes, that makes more sense than I was. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, like, if Tampa's in the Atlantic, the, the Panthers yeah, need to be in the Atlantic, too. It's, it's, it's like this uh, Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, yeah. Rangers, Islanders, Carolina, Columbus. Yeah. But I think I know exactly how the Metro's going to shape up. Like, we're going to get a wild card spot. It's going to go to Columbus. Uh, and then it's going to be Pittsburgh, D.C., and the Flyers. In Like, in that order, one, two, three? No, I don't know the order. Because, like, I think Flyers are going to be third. Probably. And then I, th- and then I think it's going to be Caps and uh, Pens vying for first, and they're going to meet in the second round again, and I'm going to be sad. 
I think I think the Pins did some stupid shit this off season, and I actually have them <laughs> Yeah, I have them you have falling in four. Fourth. Yes, I will gladly behind take that. all three of Columbus Caps and Flyers. Like I don't know what order that shakes out. Yeah, but I would definitely see Penguins just scraping into the playoffs. Okay, but the last time they just scraped into the playoffs, they like fucking destroyed everyone in their my heart. Okay, but I don't see that happening. Like, go <laughs> die in a hole. For all I care, I really care. Yeah. We don't have any pets fan on this the podcast right now. We have a Flyers fan that will defend her team to the grave. And a Cavs fan who just hates them. And Gritty Halbreth. Gritty will come help us. He's my homeboy. He loves Claude Giroux maybe a little bit more than I do. That's a bold assumption. Which is hard. You guys, I'm so excited for hockey. You know hockey starts. I know. Four days. I mean, we're we're three days three away days. from the NHL season. Three to five days, depending on who you root for. Yeah. Um, October so yeah, start on Wednesday. Yeah. October third. Yeah. All right. Uh, does anyone have any last things to say? Get ready no? for a bumpy ride. Hockey starts real soon. <laughs> All right, uh, so one last thing. Um, If you guys follow us on Twitter, I hope that you guys saw the new header that our amazing contributor, Sarah, made. She made a beautiful drawing of all of us in the jerseys of our teams. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Uh, You can see it on our Twitter, which is at For Putt's Sake Pod. Um, And we should also have our new logo coming out. We hope that it'll be out early next week. Maybe by the time that you're listening to it, we'll have it out. So we can't wait for you guys to see it. We're really excited for it and what we made. So you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You already know that if you're listening to it. So keep listening. And the next time we see you, we will have NHL hockey to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Bye.